where it's time for the guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Knock him out, John. Whoa! This thing's killing me. Shoot up in here. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. That's how you start a show with the great Jerry Clower. Welcome in today on this Thursday. I'm Matt in the Bureau of the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes at your local Farm Bureau insurance agents. I'm Matt. Bill is here. Bill's back today. We missed you yesterday, Bill. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, missed you too there. It's good to be back, though. I was yeah. up there close to you yesterday, though. I could have just dropped in. I know. Right up here in the gold, <laughs> right up here in the golden triangle area. Yeah, that's where I was. Yeah. Why do they call it that? Because of this, you know, it's like Columbus, West Point, Starkville. It's yeah. a triangle. So but what's, call it the golden triangle. What's golden about it, though? I don't know. Maybe they found gold in their heels. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's it. It's just a name. I have to look that up. It's just it up. a name. That's all it is. I guess yeah. just a name. I guess uh, it's a golden, golden place to live. So right. It's a triangle. And, well, yeah. I'm glad you're back. We had a good time yesterday. <laughs> At the end of the show yesterday, we I had. Heard about uh, this. You hear about that? Yeah, we. Uh, yeah. We sort of tricked Anna Beth into coming on the air because she had locked herself out of the house. Yeah, you're going to pay for that, you know. Right? <laughs> yeah, we may have to get her on here to talk about that, give you an update. It all worked out well. I'm just glad she didn't have to stay out there for like half an hour. It was only a few minutes because it was at the end of the show. Ain't no AC out there either. No, sir. Mm-hmm. No, sirree. All right, so, uh, yeah, Bill's back today, just one day off. I will tell you, speaking of time off, you might want to get a good look at me. You might want to take a picture. Get him on Facebook and look at him, because it's going to be a while after tomorrow. Yeah, next week I'll be out. We're going to, you know, family vacation, take a week off, uh, recoup, recharge the batteries for a whole week. Come back all sunburned. I'll be sun. I don't tan. I sunburn, you know, so I'll be sunburned and full of uh food good food hopefully and um yeah and kind of refreshed you know you'll have sec media days kind of carrying you through the week next week and then i'll come back last week of july well here we go because uh, once we get back the last week of july after a short vacation it'll be time for football practice to start we'll be getting practice updates post-practice reports hopefully not but you know you will get some injury reports all that stuff so um yeah, you no better. more time off for you, sir. Right. <laughs> you know, once you do it and get in the fall, you, it's kind of we're, we're straight on through the end of football season. Yeah, Got to do it big time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, um, vacation coming up. Now, on that note, we've had this uh, question come up at other times on the show of, you know, what would you prefer? If you had to pick your perfect vacation, would it be fun and sun and sand? And surf, sun, sand, and surf, is that your, uh, you know, idea of a perfect vacation? Or is it high up in the mountains, some Rocky Mountain trail, a cabin stuck out in the middle of nowhere, they can't find you. You know, you're up there hanging out with the bears and the raccoons in in the mountains. Is that your idea of the perfect vacation, not the sand and the surf and the sun? Well, anyway... Here's what I wanted to tell you since we are in the vacation time of the year. I'm going on vacation next week. Roshana on Facebook says 
She is taking a week of vacation next week also. See, lots of people, it's vacation time of year. Well, here is a story that you might want to lend your ear to just in case you're thinking, should we take that football to the beach with us? That inflatable, inflated football. Should we make sure that football we're taking to the beach with us is full of air? (laughs) All right. Headline. Man survives 18 hours at sea by clinging onto football lost by boys on a beach. Now, hang on a second here. Hold on. Just hang on a minute. This story is from overseas. So when they say football, (laughs) they're talking about soccer. They're They're talking about Wilson. Wilson! That was a volleyball. But it's closely (laughs) related. It's round. Okay. So only got the squares on it. Yeah. So for the purpose of, in reality, this was over like in um, in Greece somewhere. Okay, in the ocean over there. Okay. When they say football, they're talking about a round soccer ball. But for our purpose, just think for yeah. You know, we go. We take a football, and it will float. Right. Listen to this. Incredible story of how a tourist survived being swept out to sea, thanks to just a small inflatable ball. All right, this guy's name is Ivan. He's 30 years old, found himself in a difficult situation on Saturday, this past Saturday. He got caught up in these powerful currents off the coast of Maitai Beach in Cassandra, Greece. Ever been there? Me neither. Friends worried about him uh, going missing. They alerted the Coast Guard. Yes, I was pouring coffee just then, sorry. They alert the Coast Guard. Ivan, by the way, he's from North Macedonia over there. The man was declared lost at sea. Miraculously, his life was saved when a child's ball floated towards him in the ocean, a la Tom Hanks and Castaway. Just like you said, Bill. The man hung on to that ball it helped him to float until rescuers spotted him 18 hours later. 18 hours, people, hanging on to a soccer ball. 18 hours. You ever done anything for 18 hours other than breathe? 18 hours solid. You can drive from one end of this country to the other in 18 hours. It's a long time. 18 hours. Floating in the ocean. Hanging on to a kid's soccer ball. Now, here's my question for you. This guy's name is Ivan. Reckon he named the soccer ball? Bill? What should he call it? Uh, um, he possibly could have. I don't know what he would have named it, though. Puma? <laughs> Puma? That would be good, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Who makes soccer balls? You know. Wilson. Well, Wilson makes all that stuff. Wilson does, yeah. They pulled him out of the water on Sunday, 18 hours later. Now, the, we're laughing. I shouldn't laugh. He had a friend with him who they have not found. Okay? So they were in some place where the currents really got up. They didn't realize that they get swept out to sea. They can't get back to the shore. The other guy, they have not found him. Did they only have one ball? Apparently only one ball floated by, Uh-oh. you know. I wonder who, how they chose that. Well, and the thing is, like... 
if they were within sight of each other, you could exchange the ball to give each other some brief relief from having to paddle water. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Tread water. Doggy paddle. Tread water. Like, I float for a little while. Here, you take the ball. You float for a little while. I float. You know, but they must not have been able to see each other. 18 hours. I'm looking at seeing how far. Okay, and they have tracked who owned the ball. The ball drifted 80 miles from where it was lost. And that's how he found it. Isn't that incredible? I mean, what I'm saying is like he didn't, the man, when he got pushed out to sea and the ball floated by, the ball had come from 80 miles away where it was lost. They were able to track it. That is just incredible. Okay, a, a mother who saw the story come forward, uh, he saw about how Ivan survived. She recognized the ball, saw it on TV. The T was a toy that her sons had lost 10 days earlier before this guy was rescued. 10 days earlier, 80 miles away, kids lose a ball floating in the ocean. It happens to come right by a guy who's stranded. Floats on it, survives 18 hours. Just incredible. Hey, Bill. Hey, Matt. If you go to the beach. Uh, sometimes. Take an inflatable ball. You never know when you're going to need yeah, it. I'm going to be taking a big old <laughs> beach ball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, small one might actually be better because you can, I don't know. E- either way, take something inflatable. Keep it handy. A raft. Life, yeah, raft. <laughs> Life jacket. Here's an idea. Stay on the beach. You know, stay in the sand. Stay in the shallow well, water. Well, if you're up around the New York area, you don't want to get in the water anyway, all those shark attacks that are going on. So. Mm. Wait a minute. They're really having shark attacks? Yeah, there's been a bunch of them on Long Island up there, yeah. I didn't know. Up in that area. I, maybe I should watch the news and I would know these things. Yeah, keep up, man. Keep up. <laughs> hey, uh, Robbie Texas Show. Y'all can text me on the Country Pleasing text line at 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number. 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Shoot me a text in the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. It's the best. I got some green onion now, but I did go back to that jalapeno and cheddar this morning. That's what I ate for breakfast. Uh, Robbie says, what's up, Matt? Missed you yesterday, Wild Bill. Well, Bill, Robbie missed you. Thank you, Robbie. Yesterday. Beaver did a nice job filling in. Uh, off and running today. Okay, let me let me fill you in on a couple other things. <laughs> I told you that this was going to come back up. All right, listen. With Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC, it's going to be sooner than later because you know they're having Big Twelve Media Days, or they just had them. I don't know if they're still going on. Here it is Thursday. It might have been Monday through Wednesday, but whatever. This week they held. Big 12 Media Days. They actually held it at the Cowboys Stadium, football stadium over there in, in uh, Dallas, Arlington. Jerry's World. Okay, so the new Big 12 commissioner who left Jay-Z's sports uh, representation company, he's come over to be the new commissioner of the Big 12. He said this week he's open 
to whatever offer Texas and Oklahoma want to make regarding leaving the league early. He, Well, I say open to it. He made comments that cracked the door open to say that it's possible if they wanted to, you know, exit and go ahead and go on to the SEC a little bit earlier, fine, you know, come talk to us about it. And he left the door cracked open for that possibility. That's one of the big things that came out of it. Another thing that came out of it, and I'm just telling you, when Texas and Oklahoma get to the SEC, it's not going away. This is going to come up. Is it a penalty to do horns down? You know, in the vicinity of somebody from Texas. Well, they've covered that this week at Big 12 Media Days. And what has become an annual rite of passage on Big 12 Media Days, Director of Officiating Greg Burks, Director of Officiating for the Big 12, fielded a question if the horns down gesture directed at Texas Longhorns was a, quote, dead issue. Here's what it says. (laughs) Even with the Longhorns set to depart the league, Burks said that he knew the question was coming, and the answer is yes. It will still be a judgment call as to whether or not it's a penalty. Now, maybe it's just falling under the the uh, headline of taunting. You know, like if I'm an opponent and I go straight up to Steve Sarkeesian, I walk right up to him on the sideline and I go, boop. Is that how you do it? Boop. Like that. Horns down. Or an opposing player? Okay, you know, maybe it's got to be something egregious. I don't know. But here's what he said. This is Greg Burks, director of officiating for the Big 12. Quote, let me be very clear with horns down. I have no ownership on this symbol. This symbol is the same as all other signals. It's when you do it, who you do it to, and which manner you do it. Y'all agree with that? He then made an appeal to the conference's constituents north of the Red River who are particularly fond of the gesture. Please, state of Oklahoma, I meant no offense. You don't have to send me emails. We're just looking at that as any other act. And you note that, unfortunately, conduct is in there. It is not about horns up or horns down. It is the manner that you do anything on the field to an opponent and an unsportsmanlike manner. So, yeah, that's what it is. It falls under the taunting deal. Horns down. Police have to determine if horns down is going to be a 15-yard penalty. The reason that they talk about this every year is because a couple of years ago, about two years ago, they said, they came out and said, we're going to give you a 15-yard penalty if you do horns down. (laughs) And everybody went, what? They amended it and said, okay, well, not in every instance. But initially, it was Texas saying, hey, officials, we don't like it. Make it stop. Former Texas coach Mac Brown said in 2012 that it was taunting and should be penalized. 2012. Said that horns down was taunting and that it ought to be penalized. See, again, we ran into it then. I'm just telling you at some point it's coming up and it will be in our conference. It's just when are they coming and when does it happen? There will be some play made by a Texas opponent who will then jump up and start running to his teammates, not to Texas, to his sideline, not to Texas's sideline, 
with all the cameras watching him, and he's going to hold up horns down. He may even do it twice, a bunch of horns down here. And there's going to be a little bit of a some consternation for Texas, especially if they try to throw their weight around, because I'm just telling you what's going to happen. It will have to be, in, in, in the SEC when they get there, it would have to be really egregious like what I described. It would have to be a player. I'm talking running right up into the face of Texas's head coach and going, boom, <laughs> something like that to get a penalty in the SEC. I'm telling you, that's what it would take, something way over the top, taunting. Because just get ready for it. When they come to the SEC, everybody's going to horns down. Every opposing fan, <laughs> every opposing player, every time they break up a pass on third down, guess what? Bang! Horns down. It's going to happen. And it ain't going to be a penalty. I'm telling you, in the SEC, it's not. It's not even going to be a judgment call. Unless it's over-the-top egregious Mr. Director of Officials, don't worry about it. That'll be the message. Really? And you're right. Nick said, Will Bednar. Nick on the uh, country-pleasing text line. Said, Will Bednar let him know what to expect with the horns down last year? Yeah, in a College World Series. He goes out and strikes out 15, walks to the dugout doing this right here. <laughs> it may be that if you strike out 15, they just let you do whatever you want to do. <clears throat> but it's baseball, too. They like they don't have a yellow flag to throw. Uh, Bro Dad texts the show. What's up? That's the first one for our show, it seems like. He says, uh, does Texas have any weight to throw around in the SEC? That's the point. No. Not initially. Mm-mm. No. They don't. They're not – hey, talking about throwing around weight, there are some uh, way heavier people and programs already existing in the current SEC. I mean, we'd be glad to have them, I guess, right? I've never been to Austin, Texas for any reason whatsoever. And, and frankly, all you ever hear about it seems like um, all you ever hear is about how, what's the right word without offending anybody, uh, how different Austin is. <laughs> is that a good way to say it? That's all you ever hear. And, you know, I don't necessarily listen to everything I hear like that. I don't go see it for myself. Never been there before. Never been to Norman, Oklahoma. For been through Oklahoma. Never been there for a ball game or anything like that. Same thing for Texas. Been to other ball games in Texas, just not. Uh, also, where have I been? Well, been to A and M. Been to Houston. Went to the University of Houston one year. Then another year we went to Houston for the season opener in uh, what NRG Stadium where the Texans play. So Houston for ball games. I'm talking about Houston. And, well, I went to Dallas as a player for the Cotton Bowl, the, in the old Cotton Bowl Stadium. Yeah, never been to Austin. Sounds like a country song, doesn't it? Never been to Austin. Somebody write me some lyrics there. Okay, and yeah, White Denzel, in re regarding, uh, regarding the story about the guy floating in the ocean, he got swept away by the currents, he's stranded out in the ocean and survived by holding on to a, an inflated soccer ball for 18 hours until they found him. That soccer ball traveled 80 miles in 10 days floating in the ocean and just happened to float right by him when he was stranded. 
And Mike Denzel, I thought the same thing, and you got it. He said if he wasn't a believer in God before that incident, he will become one now. I believe so. Nick, is that already a song? Are you kidding me? Never been to Austin is already a song. He says, Blake Shelton beat me to it. Now, over here on the live stream on YouTube, Robert says, will horns up after a touchdown draw a taunting penalty? Okay, well, it should, and I'm sure it would if, you know, guy for Texas scores, boom, touchdown, his hands go up, and he jumps up and goes, how do they do it? They do it like this? I don't know how they do the horns down thing. I don't pay that close attention. Is it this, or is it this, or... It's that right there in it. Just two horns. If he goes right up into an opponent and goes, bam, right in his face. Horns up, touchdown. You know, okay, if you're doing it in somebody's face mask, then maybe that would draw a taunting penalty also, maybe. I don't know. Seems less likely than horns down and much of a bigger deal as the horns down thing has been made. I'm like you, David. I kind of look forward to seeing it too. I'm just telling you, it's going to happen. Trust me, Dave, when Texas gets to the SEC, you ain't going to be able to turn around without seeing a horns down somewhere. For sure. Bob and Jimmy and others on the live stream, I'll come to your comments next. Y'all get your texts in here. Country Please and Text Line. I'm going to talk to, or I'm going to see what Hogjowl has to say on the Country Please and Text Line coming up next. Just getting started with you on this Thursday in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau. With the home team, stick around. Your sports. It's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got Man Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. Well, why don't we continue to see what we can get into, huh? Why not? Welcome in here on this Thursday. I'm Matt in the Bureau. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Uh, some comments to get into. A text message here on the country pleasing text line from Hogjaw. I'll get to that. And then I'm going to give you some numbers to chew on. I will tell you who is, what's, what, what can I say? Who was maybe th- the most improved team in the SEC last year. And that'll sort of help you paint the picture of what you think of them for this year, I think. I'm going to tell you who was the most improved team in the SEC last year, at least on one side of the ball, and and how that relates to who is maybe the most underrated player in the SEC going into this year, maybe even in an entire country. That's all coming up in the next few minutes right here on the show. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. When I say that, don't let it go in one ear and out the other. Listen, C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. I have it on our phones. I have it for our internet. We have uh, fiber to the home internet. Can't speak highly enough. It is the most reliable internet I've ever had, period, end of story. 
It is the strongest and fastest, period, end of story. I stream things on TVs in this house multiple at a time in 4K, literally without it even having a blip. They are number one. Hog Jowl texts the show. Now, Hog Jowl has let us know that he's not the biggest Texas fan. <laughs> he even I think he's the one that told me that growing up as a little kid, one of the first things he remembers his dad teaching him to do was how to do horns down. Hogjowl says this, and I quote, and the man's not holding back. He says, I will horns down even in heaven. <laughs> that is, if any Longhorn fans make it to the pearly oh, gates. you Razorback fans. Let's stand up. Call and those call hogs, hogs, hogs. Just for you, Hogjow. Appreciate the text. Boy Scout Bob over here on the uh, live stream. I love the uh, Bob Ross profile picture there, Boy Scout Bob. He says, when do you expect Texas and Oklahoma to join the SEC? Do you think they're going to stay in the Big 12 next year with UCF, Cincinnati, BYU, and Houston joining? No. Boy Scout Bob, I 100% believe that they – Texas and Oklahoma will be in the SEC next year in 2023. People that are very smart and have info will look at you and go, yeah, but the, the, the numbers don't shake out and this TV deal and, and that buyout and then it's what I think. They're coming. It'll be next year. Why? Boy Scout, Bob, let me ask you something. Think about this. Do you think it's a coincidence that this year, this summer, this offseason, May and June, the Southeastern Conference and its leaders who get their heads together and vote on stuff, the SEC, who's a step ahead of everybody else, always is, never delays, they don't put stuff off, they got together and voted on the future scheduling models for SEC sports. And the only one they didn't stamp down this summer was football. That is no coincidence. They don't put stuff off. The reason, I, a huge reason, I think they weren't really able to stamp the future scheduling model of the SEC, because if they decided on one this year, it'd be a one-year agreement because it's all going to change as soon as those other two get there. They might as well wait, let it happen in 23, and boom. I guarantee you. Within the next year, we're going to hear they're coming in 23, special session, <laughs> league leaders, boom, here's the scheduling model. Okay, we'll see if I'm wrong. If I'm egregiously wrong, I will genuinely feel bad about it. Really. All right, back over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, you are a Kubota dealer, the Oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact. means they've been doing it better longer than anyone else. Right here at home at Divinity. Winslow on line one. What's up, Winslow? Hey, Matt. How you doing? Just right. Good to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. It's been been kind of a dull uh, month the last, <laughs> you know, since uh, everything kind of wound up. You know what I'm trying to understand is 
this uh, this what I consider relatively newfound sensitivity to this, and, and I'll give you an example. You know, I go back quite a ways with with baseball. In, in 1985, we're sitting in Omaha at that the game versus Texas, and uh, my buddy and I were sitting in there in the general admission bleachers. You know, a bunch of tuba tens that would remind you of a one A football stadium <laughs> or something. But but it's a mixed crowd, and I mean we're packed in there, and and I mean there's state fans and there's Texas fans, and I mean it's almost like it's alternating. And if you remember, you know, State jumped out to a, a big lead early in that game. And I, I wasn't doing horns down. I was doing what I call drooping horns, <laughs> where I would hold hold my finger up and I would just sort of curl those two fingers down, you know, mm. like uh, like the, the horn was sort of beginning to droop like a, a plant would, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I was doing it a lot. And the Texas fans were talking their smack, but but there wasn't anybody challenging me to go underneath the bleachers and and have it out. You know, uh-huh, everybody right. was having fun, and that that's what is puzzling me about that. You know, when did somebody decide that they were you know <laughs> good, that they were insulting their mama or something? Right. I, that's what puzzles me. Yeah, why did it all? At what you're just wanting to know? At what point did it become so offensive? That it's dangerous, and we got to outlaw horns down. Well, in your case, droopy horns. <laughs> you know, I'd hold it up with those fingers kind of bent down, curled, and say, "Drooping horns, drooping horns." And, and, That's even you know, better. And then somebody, yeah, somebody would yell back, "Bull puppies, bull puppies!" Uh-huh, you know, right. and it wasn't. And then, really, of course, I didn't get to do. It wasn't really a big deal. I didn't get deal. to do it as much after Gene Morgan got hit. You know, right, the game sure. kind of pivoted then. Sure, but we were having a good time, and and I mean it was just smack going back and forth. But but you know nobody was taking issue with it, and nobody was wanting to fight. And nobody was, you know, claiming that it was taunting or anything. It was you, just you know two fan bases going back and forth. You know the difference, Winslow. I I think I just came up what? with it. In my, the difference was back then they were good, <laughs> especially in football. <laughs> I think what has happened here. They were lucky in baseball. They may be lucky. Yeah, lucky because Gene, you know, got a, a broken leg. But listen, in football back then, they were good. And, you know, in 2004, they won a national championship. But in the last, what is approaching the last 20 years, Texas has, they had, you know, one blip where they had another shot at it with Colt McCoy and Alabama just embarrassed them, just beat them to pieces in the national title game. And since then, they've been bad. And when. It's one thing when people are making fun of you and you can poke your chest out and show them your trophy. It's another thing when they are making fun of you and you stink and are underachieving. They, they just got too sensitive because they were losing. That's why, in football, is what I think. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the cowbell issue. You know, the cowbell mm-hmm. wasn't ever a problem until, until Mississippi State started winning. So I think I just figured out how we do this. We do this just like the cowbells. And when Texas plays at home, uh, horns down is prohibited and it's taunting. But when they go and play in another team's stadium, anything goes. Anything goes. How about that? Yeah. Well. In other words, it's their tradition. So we protect their tradition of horns down or horns up in their stadium like they protect the cowbells in Starkville. But when you venture anywhere else, you don't get that protection. You don't get it. Hey, and just like. There, when you go to a game in Starkville, there are times when there are 55,000 people ringing a cowbell all at one time. There will be times when Texas, you know, Texas will go to an opposing stadium and there will be about sixty to 70,000 people 
all doing horns down or droopy horns at the same time. It's going to yeah. happen. They might as well just get ready for it. Well, maybe maybe that'll make them happy. In other words, when you're in Austin, you know, you you horns up is considered sacred, and you know that that cow won't be violated. But uh, <laughs> you know, and, and no pun intended there about the sacred cow being violated. You know, but maybe they do it that way. That when you go on the road, the road's a different place. Isn't it's it? a different place. That's exact. That's why you like being at home. It's because the road is a exactly. different place. That's good, Winslow. I appreciate the call. And, you know, we're not, we're happy to have Texas in the SEC. We we really, we are. Because let's be honest, everybody needs another win on the schedule. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm sorry. Look, they're not here yet. Okay. We haven't played them yet. We can say what we want to say. <laughs> uh, Jimmy commented on YouTube. He says, back in the day, Austin was a great town, wonderful live music today. Austin is just Portland with a drawl. <laughs> and see, that's kind of what I'm saying. I've heard they're different out there. Robert said, it's going to be interesting to see Texas's reaction to Cowbells and Davis Wade Stadium. I'm sure there will be a new effort to ban, quote, artificial noisemakers from SEC ball games. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> I kind of doubt it, though. People don't realize the state's got a little pull now. Commissioner's daughter goes to school at state. <laughs> for whatever that's worth i'm still going to tell you the the most slept on team in the sec and maybe the most underrated player in the league coming up and we'll hit some phone calls and other stuff too i'm mad in the bureau stick around has got it all for you. Just listen to that! All right, welcome back. Let's hit the phone lines first and foremost. More Bully's been hanging on, being very patient. Appreciate that. More Bully, what's up? What's going on, Matt? I don't know. I'm I'm hoping you're doing okay. Dude, I am. I'm sorry I missed you this week. Uh, Come to find out, I didn't have COVID, praise God. Attaboy. Um, I was actually extremely dehydrated and suffering from a bit of vertigo. Oh, okay. So well, I mean, that wasn't fun either. <laughs> no, it's not. But it, I guess at least it's something a little more temporary than COVID. So that's exactly. I'm. I'm I got over it. I guess uh, about eight o'clock last night. So. Okay. Well, good. good. Oh, good. So hey, so uh, I was listening to Winslow, um, and you know what he was saying made me think about something. Um, with Texas having the the hook'em horns, it seems like all the most of the Texas I'm not gonna say all most of the Texas schools that I'm familiar with all have some kind of hand sign. They do the so, the Big Twelve. You does, know my yeah. buddy, my buddy at uh, that coached at SMU. They had something that was similar to Tony uh, Tony years. Mm-hmm. I never could figure out how to do it. Yeah. but now he's at TCU. And the horn frogs have like a gigum hog um, <laughs> hand signal. I'm like, uh, I don't know, I don't know what's going on over there, but that's just weird. You know what it is? <laughs> like nobody would what? would want to admit it, maybe. 
But what it is is Texas always had the horns down, and then everybody else out there decided, hey, well, we need something. Texas got something. We need to have something. That makes sense. And and they oh. all – yeah, Texas Tech has the – they do the little gun thing, which, you know – They do what? They do a gun. They do a good guns up. Oh, well, like your, that been out long. Well, that's what I'm saying. I was going to say, you know, hats off to Texas Tech for sort of not giving a flip about the PC thing these days. You know, they just do the gun deal. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, A&M? Do they just have the 12th man and the, the cheer squad? No, they do gig'em Aggies. It's got a little hand signal. They got a little – okay. Do they really? Yeah, there's something that they do with their hands. I don't know what it is. And and TCU has the they do the horn frogs. Do they have a little horn frog? <laughs> like use their knuckle on their hands. Stupid. Yeah. The whole yeah. thing's stupid, I, is what it is. I, I I see them. My friends that post all the time doing that. I'm like, y'all. How do y'all know which what's what? I mean, they look so similar to SMU to me. I know. I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I guess Tony Dyke said, I'm not going anywhere. It's going to confuse the fans. <laughs> I mean, my coaching staff and their families. Let's go somewhere easy where the signs are similar. <laughs> Maybe that's what it but is. Anyway, I just, I, that crossed my mind, and that's just really interesting. Yeah. So it, I guess I guess we all have our quirks, like cowbells and that's land right. sharks. That's right. You want to make? Hey. All right. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks. I'll catch you. I'll catch you next time. Bro. All right. All right. I look forward to seeing you. But I'll glad you. That's a secret handshake. Yeah. Confuse everybody. Let's just don't. Let's just be the SEC and be like we have. Now, um, we ha- I have somebody here in the studio with me who Uh-oh. has been known to throw up a land shark every now and then in years past <laughs> on her head. The homecoming queen, Annabeth, is here. Annabeth. Hey, hey. hey. I-, I do the land shark every once in a while. Yeah. We're really not the land shark anymore, though. We're no. getting rid of that. I don't no. really know what we are. We just say go Rebels. You know, I was. Baseball champions. Yeah. I was thinking of a, Maybe we a just little. Need to be a baseball. I was thinking of a little pun or something the other day because there, I heard something about you know uh, a state fan having rebel friends who are who they like and you think yeah they're bearable you know you got some rebel friends who are bearable and then you go bear rebel bearable bearable it's, it's just something it's not funny <laughs> oh boy. I never liked the bear yeah. I was never a fan of the bear well I just wanted to talk to you today the last time that people on the radio show heard from you was at the end of yesterday's show on the phone yeah i duped you into calling in beaver put you on the air clueless about what was going on (laughs) (laughs) she she texts me with like four (laughs) minutes left in the show i get a text message i'm on the air and it says i'm locked out of the house in the garage (laughs) my keys are inside (laughs) and the text back says call beaver and i'm thinking Call huh? Beaver. Has Matt told Beaver that we've got is an extra? Is there an extra key somewhere? Matt doesn't have time to text me. He just says call Beaver, and I'm like, okay. Okay, and when you call, so Beaver. I call Beaver, and Beaver goes, hey, and I was like, uh, hey, um, Matt told me to call you, and he goes, yeah, what's going on? I said, I'm locked out in the garage. He goes, oh, he's probably about to make fun of me because <laughs> I and didn't so, tell Beaver what it was on the well, air. He I was said, confused, and I was confused, and well, then. I didn't want the listeners to be in on it, and I couldn't talk to Beaver secretly. So I said, oh, Beaver, you- <laughs> Annabeth's about to call you on the phone line. Wow. And when you answer it, he goes, yeah. I said, when you answer it, put her on the air. Okay. Just trust me. He goes, okay. And he goes, why are you being so secretive and everything? 
<laughs> we were both we were both kind of thrown off, but hey, whatever makes you laugh, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I miss the fun stuff. Yeah, you do, Bill. It I was the fun stuff yesterday. I was just locked out in the car, found some mm. candy in the car, and just ate it while Matt finished the show. I'm just glad that it was with four minutes left in the show and not thirty. Yeah, you would have been hot. <laughs> hot both ways i mean but again Physically and at you yeah exactly i get these messages from her from time let me just these are just three of them okay these are three of the messages the kind of stuff i get from annabeth from time to time just like the one time i'm here on the air i'm talking hey da da da, da radio sports and football how are y'all today boom door swings open matt get off the radio there's a snake in the house okay so there's one example Two. And there were two snakes. Four minutes to go. Sports. Hey, wrapping up today on a Wednesday. Dr. Dead, four minutes. I'm locked out of the house. Keys are inside. I'm in the garage. <laughs> I mean, what? And a third example. What's the third one? On Monday, Monday, I was driving back from the Jackson area. I'd been to Divinity Equipment on Monday and some other places on Monday. I'm about 45 minutes from Tupelo on the Natchez Trace. Oh. The phone rings. Oh, yeah. I say, hey, Annie. She goes, Matt, I'm freaking out. I don't know what to do. There's a lizard in the house. A lizard. A lizard. And the I cats went. had cornered the lizard, and it had crawled <laughs> under the carpet that I, you not carpet, the rug in the kitchen area. So, Bill, I didn't know what to do. I lifted up the carpet, the rug, because I thought, what's going on? And I saw it. So I threw the rug back down. I went and got duct tape. And I duct taped all around the rug so that the lizard could not get out. That poor lizard had nowhere to go. I thought, maybe I'll suffocate it. He was duct taped a, to the floor under a rug. I thought, I will duct tape this. Matt will be home in 45 minutes, and he can deal with it. So I all duct taped it. lift it up, let the cat and she, so she Well, I didn't want the cats to kill it, and I didn't want blood. I didn't want to have to pull a lizard out of their mouth. That was the first thing I told her, Bill. I said, no. look, just get it. let the lizard no. out and let the cats chase it. Get it. I don't hate a lizard the way I hate a snake. I, so, I didn't want to hurt the lizard. I just wanted it out. <laughs> so she duct taped. You know. She let the lizard go under the rug, duct taped <laughs> the rug to the floor. It can't go and waited and then proceeded to call me two or three times. Hey, how close are you? <laughs> you getting close? <laughs> Worried it's going to get out. <laughs> well, and the cats, the cats were over near it. You know, they're watching it. And then I put a couple of chairs on the carpet. I'm like, this thing does not need to get out because if it gets out, I'll, I will never find it. <laughs> and so I get home. She, to her credit, knew right where she says that. You see that little bump right there on the carpet? <laughs> That's the lizard right there. It's under, under the rug. So I peel the tape off and pull it up, and there's a lizard looking at me. And I'm thinking, now, is this a fast lizard or a slow? Because if he's fast, I got to be really fast if I'm going to grab him. So I kind of ease my hand over there. And then he was just, traumatized, I think. Yeah, he was. I just reached down and grabbed him. He didn't even try to I move. Know, I didn't want to hurt him. But then you told me the cats had bitten off the end well, of his tail. He let, had, let part of his tail go. Wow. He was brown he, and blue. He was ready to get the heck out of that. Place. Yeah. And like, I put him yeah. outside and pew, he took off. Well, I didn't mind. I don't mind a lizard. I just <laughs> I don't want him in our house. I thought it was but pretty a, genius I'm, to, I mean, I'm on the way home. I'm getting smart. close. I thought she's just calling to check up on me. Hey, honey, how are you? No. Matt, I'm freaking out. There's a lizard in the house. What do I do? <sighs> I go, just let the cats get it. No, I can't do that. Blood and this and that. Now they're just everything. <laughs> What are you going to do? And, and I'm just listening as she goes through the list of ideas that she has. I didn't say a word. I might do this or I could do that. Or I, might, you know, I thought tell about getting a box and I thought I will never catch it. I didn't even get to say bye. She goes, I'm going to get some tape, tape the rug down and you can get it when you get home. Click. <laughs> the end. 
<laughs> and I'm just <laughs> down the road thinking about all this. What we've got here is failure hey, to communicate. I was this close what? to telling her, get the shop vac. And just <laughs> vacuum the lizard up into the shower. It wouldn't hurt the lizard. It wouldn't I'm not hurt in the him. business of trying to hurt creatures yeah. unless they're snakes. I mean, listen though, he came into our house. He it's didn't just mean like to. We, I don't know how he came in. It had to have been when I let Champ outside. Well, and it's like because Bill, we have these things on the bottom of all of our doors in our house now that I ordered off yeah. of Amazon. That <laughs> I made Matt out. put. It's just if there's a tiniest crack at the bottom of the door at all, this goes at the bottom and seals. Seals mm -hmm. it in so that no snake can ever drags, get, drags can ever get the in. Snake, the snakes in the house did cause that, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something well, had too to bad be there done. Wasn't a snake in the house that could have got the lizard. Well, that at first, <laughs> really, at first I thought, is that a snake tail? And I was like, this is a lizard. It's got to get out. Yeah, it was, was it one of those little green ones? No, it was purple. It was. Is it one of those big skinks? It's oh, okay. uh, brown and, and blue and purple ugly. and with the great big head on it. It was ugly, but it didn't need me to be, like, kill he, it. He was looking at me like this. He was scared. I scared him. <laughs> Somebody texted in and then, or more bully texted in and said, Homecoming Queen went all Dixie Mafia That's on that lizard. <laughs> I, what, what is that? I don't even know what that means. Hey, and more bully. I'm sorry you had vertigo. I have inner ear stuff. I have that stuff. It's awful. Yeah. Glad you're feeling better. Glad you're feeling better. That stuff is rough. It's awful. Okay, there's your update from the home front. Hour two coming up right after this on the show. Stick around.